the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We talk about the markets. Boy, it seems kind of, um, well, they're swinging, right? They're doing their thing. They are all over the place. And October is a bad month. But as we take a look at the calendar today, it's now November. And how are the markets are set up? Probably for a rebound in November. Probably for a little bit of an end-of-the-year rally. But we're starting to see more negatives that can't be ignored for the long term. For the official record, the S&P 500 was down 6.9%, yet it had been down as much as 10.7%. So it was a pretty dramatic month. Um, it, was in a, it was in a correction and maybe a little bit oversold kind of position. Now, this could be an interesting start to the month because you get Apple's earnings report today after the close. And you get the employment situation report on Friday, first Friday of the month. The midterm election next week looms as the biggest event of all, followed closely by the G20 Leaders Summit on November 30th through December 1st, where there's supposed to be a sidebar meeting between President Trump and President Xi out of China. In no way, shape, or form do I want you to get caught up in this market action on a day-by-day basis right now. The rebound efforts persisting, corporate buyback activity, and bargain hunting interests in beat-to-down growth stocks is continuing. And appreciation for seasonality, November marks what it has historically been, historically been, the best six-month period in the stock market. So November, December, January, February, March, April tend to be better returns then you know the sell in may and go away kind of thing the whole summertime doldrums so it's supposed to be a good technical time to invest and there's an expectation right now that a new day a new month will invite some new investors the support of generally good earnings and economic news keep in mind that americans are still saving in their 401k so every two weeks we're p- pumping more money into the stock market which is a good thing and offers some level of support, right? Apple has held up better than most stocks. In Catch Rob Black and Rob Slipping Black and your money 1%. live on the Bay Area Airwaves. But Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 a. on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Uh, I can tell you from what I'm seeing is the pricing thing is everything expensive. From their iPads, their iMacs, to their iPhones, knowing that they can do it. There's a lot of power in what I just said. 
knowing that they can do it, right? Racing power is awesome when you have it. It stinks when you don't. So anything you want to talk about, we could talk about today, right now, investing. Um, Dow DuPont's profit declines on higher costs. I don't ever really talk about Dow DuPont. Um, I just find it doesn't make for good content, if that's fair. It's an industrial conglomerate, so they're really important because they focus heavily on agricultural and some special materials. So, but a profit of four hundred ninety-seven million dollars. I don't know. Just for me, it's it's tough to really talk about Dow Dupont and get you excited by it. So I tend to kind of just pass on that if that makes any sense at all. Google staff around the world are walking out today in protest over sexual misconduct. Some of the photos are pretty alarming. Um, but Google once had a phrase that they want it to be a kind of a corporate phrase, and they've dropped it. Don't be evil. So today, when you see Google employees around the world staging a mass walkout in protest of sexual misconduct, it's sending a message to Wall Street and Main Street. Thousands of workers are expected to take part in the protests around the world, which calls for people in Google's offices to walk away from their desk at 11 a.m. in their respective time zone. Great googly moogly. So pictures are leaking in from London and Tokyo and Berlin. And uh, it's an issue. So when you see this many people kind of stand together, you can see that it's it's an issue. So Google staff taking a stand today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The new iPad Pro looks better than ever, but two more features uh, continue to be missing on it. There's always going to be critics, right? So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Elon Musk said Tesla owners will be able to drive their cars with their phones in around six weeks. What now? <laughs> Do we need this? Tesla said uh, that an upcoming software update will allow Tesla owners to drive their cars with their phones in some situations. Cars will be drive to your phone location and follow you like a pet if you hold down a summon button. You'll be able to drive it from your phone remotely like a big uh, remote control car in line of sight. I don't know if we need this. The update to the auto park feature, which allows vehicles to park with limited driver assistance, will arrive in around six weeks. So that's one of the things that you have to give Elon Musk some credit for. He's trying to make cars much more software adaptable or updatable. And uh, I think that's an interesting one, to say the least. Regulators just gave DNA testing startup 23andMe the go-ahead to offer a health product that scientists have called Dubious. This is one of those things, like, you know, the Apple Watch has that EKG thing that it hasn't really arrived yet with the software update, but some people are saying, that's not enough sensors to do with EKG reading. But the CEO and founder of Genetics Testing Startup 23andMe said earlier this month that she had hoped the company would add a health offering that looks at how you process medications, including those for depression, cardiology, and infectious diseases. So... We're getting more into the world of, there's a commercial in CNBC that I think you're probably aware of. It has something to do with testing yourself for uh, prostate cancer. 
and you basically get a sample, a stool sample, and send it to them. And I'm just like, man, that job must stink. Who has to process that stuff? But we're getting into a world where we're, we're kind of processing our own tests, right? So the test that 23andMe wanted to do, it's, you know, you've swabbed your mouth before. And uh, you wait two to four weeks and you get some results back. In this case, uh, it's going to be something similar. It's going to be done at Albertsons Pharmacies. It's going to have a $750 price tag. Uh, but it should start becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And it's going to, we don't know if it's going to have any clear real benefit to people. It could give conflicting results to some patients. Uh, I'm a little leery, but we have to push forward with the stuff, don't we? I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Big event coming up in San Jose in November. Check it out at robblackshow.com. Sometimes it's really easy to enjoy Wall Street and kind of get caught up in the positives, right? You're making money. Everything's going up. Let's have a party. Now we're starting to get to the point where we're starting to raise some questions. What's this mean? What's that mean? Oh, we've got good employment, but our autos are numbers are a little bit weak. The housing numbers are a little bit weak. The housing stocks are a little bit weak. We're a nation that uh, we go with confidence. And when our home is going up in prices, our stocks are going up, we ultimately feel pretty confident about where we're going. We probably spend more than we should, right? If you knew we were in for a 10-year bear market at home prices and a 10-year bear market in stock prices, you'd probably save a little bit more. The average U.S. 30-year mortgage rate rose to 5.11% on October 19th. That's its highest since February 2011. 5.11%. Now, I still am young enough or old enough to say that's a good number. It's not as great as what we got two years ago, three years ago, but still a really good low-cost mortgage rate. Now, mortgage rates have started to come down recently, in large part because home prices are starting to slow. You're seeing some home builders like LGI Homes and Century Communities, uh, DR Horton. We're watching those stocks because they're kind of a tell on what home prices uh, and demand for housing looks like. Again, not always. Not always. And there could be missed signals and uh, bad data or misinterpreted data, so you don't want to get too caught up in any of anything like that. But it's out there. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Apple's going to report earnings after the closing bell today. I own shares of Apple. Uh, I think what we're paying attention to with Apple right now is margins and you know average selling prices. Even though this is you know the holiday quarter that they just released a new phone, and we'll probably say, so Apple, how's demand for your phone? But everything I'm seeing in the last probably 100, 120 days coming out of Wall Street is they're just impressed with how much Apple charges. So that seems to be the story behind the story at this point in time. Spotify reported some numbers, and they weren't necessarily good. Um, so the stock's down. They reported its first ever profit, thanks to an investment in Chinese music streaming service Tencent. But the company's likely returned to a loss this quarter as its subscriber growth guidance for the period has been dampened. Uh, I don't think I want to say we're in a... Well, we are in a mature music subscription world at this point in time. 
but there's always new markets to go after that trying to get to. Company reporting 87 million subscribers after adding a net 4 million during the quarter. That helped bring Spotify's total monthly active user account, which includes listeners to its free services that are ad supported, to 191 million. So 87 million paid subscribers, 191 total. Which Wall Street, it's okay with the paid advertisers, but it likes the subscribers more. Um, so Spotify is in the news. They tempered their high end of its subscriber growth outlook for the quarter, forecasted subscriber count to hit 93 million to 96 million. So what Wall Street likes about that is every month you send them a check or they cut off your service. And uh, it is what it is, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, I'm a little... I don't know. There's a lot going on on Wall Street, and it is the month of November. And we continue to pay attention to that last 60 days of the year, right, as we march down. Starbucks is in an interesting position. Alibaba is in an interesting position. Um, Companies that are well-known, sometimes... We talk about them too much, but they're also pretty relatable, so it's easy to say, well, would you invest in this or would you invest in that? For instance, Starbucks once was such a great investment that when there was a company called Pete's Coffee came out as a publicly traded company, I really, really wanted it to do well because I wanted to be involved with the next Starbucks. It didn't quite work out like that, but you get the idea. That's why we we pay attention. So Bill Ackman may want to do his math again on Starbucks because it no longer the high-growth retail phenomenon of yesteryear. So Bill Ackman is always in the news, trying to tie himself to companies. There's a lot of competition now for Starbucks from companies like Blue Bottle, which is a ready-to-drink coffee option in supermarkets, things like Dunkin' Brands, McDonald's, Starbucks. So there's always going to be competition in coffee. And companies like McDonald's, you know, they used to just say, okay, here's a cup of coffee, you know, take it or leave it. And then they, they figured out, like, oh, we can also get them to get breakfast while they're having their cup of coffee. So they, they invested in their coffee, and their coffee's pretty good. Starbucks returns, um, as far as investments go. Want the podcast with music? Days. Find the is link to the other version of the podcast sure. by going to Rob Black's Twitter. Uh, His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 uh, on AM 1220 KDOW. You got Ackman involved, who's trying to you know get the company to have to return more money to the shareholders. So Starbucks said it would return $20 billion in cash to shareholders in some form of buybacks and dividends through the fiscal year 2020. So Starbucks is buying back shares. They're on top of it. Um, same store sales growth accelerated in the latest quarter. That's the big tell with a company like a Starbucks. How much can they get from you, and how much more can they get from you next year? Same store sales. Um, you want to see growth there. So are they bringing people in, moving them out faster? Yes, no, or maybe so. Would you like some coffee? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Google's having a big walkout today, um, tied towards sexual harassment in the workplace. And it's showing you Google's had some issues with their not, not issues with their employees because that sounds so bad. It's, it makes employees sound bad. 
but Google's employees are trying to get a voice. Google's employees have a voice, and it's being heard. From Google working together with China to Google working together with the Defense Department to Google working, you know, uh, in a environment that fostered or cultured sexual harassment. So, uh, I think anyone that knows the Bay Area knows that tech companies uh, have issues, have gender issues, pretty rampant. 800-516-1220 to each call on the air. Don't forget, there's a big seminar coming up in November, November 17th. It's going to be in San Jose uh, at the Rotary Center. You can learn more about the two seminars at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. See you there on the 17th. It's a Saturday event. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm bringing you 20-plus years of experience following tech stocks and stock markets and being an investment advisor and working with financial planners. Um, investing is not just about winning and picking stocks that are the best. Investing is sometimes about putting yourself in the position to weather a storm or cut down your mistakes. There is a company that kind of shows me that you know you can do it on your own, but be cautious because even they admit that at some point in time you want to seek out some more help. Um, a company called Nutmeg, they're a fintech company, a financial technology company. They're the UK's largest robo-advisor with assets under management of about um, 1.5 billion pounds. Um, it's piloting a phone-based financial advice service right now. So, yes, you can use the app to manage your portfolio, but they're now adding a service that's going to allow customers to have an initial conversation with an advisor for free, though they'd be charged uh, about 450 bucks if they want to receive a personalized investment advice and recommendations on Nutmeg's investment portfolios. The startup has said the service, which begins with an online questionnaire about a company's uh, finances, um, is how it's going to start. And then, obviously, they're going to pull in a financial planner, is the idea, or maybe a paraplanner, someone like that, someone who's uh, pretty well-versed in you know, sources of revenue, income, different portfolios and ideas. But So Nutmeg, who is an online financial advisor, is clearly saying themselves, like, hey, we know that our service is good, but we know that people need a little extra professional pizzazz on occasion. Speaking about professional pizzazz, Berkshire Hathaway uh, is a company owned by Warren Buffett, right? It's a, it's a stock of basically many, many stocks. And it's going to generate an enormous amount of income this quarter, close to a record for any company, 20 plus, $19 plus billion. But, here's the big but. A lot of us that tied up into Apple. So Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett famously didn't buy tech stocks in the 90s. And he suffered. People like me were saying he's past his prime kind of thing. He knowingly and willingly said, I don't buy tech stocks. Uh, but in 2000, 2001, 2002, when things fell apart, he looked pretty good. But overall, was he wrong? Yeah. So he has bought into companies like Apple recently. Uh, so... Berkshire Hathaway is one of those companies I like to watch, um, in large part because what Warren Buffett has done is put together companies that basically make a lot of cash. 
he goes after companies that make cash. Not necessarily coming out with like Coca-Cola 2.0 or New Coke. Oh boy, New Coke. Remember that? Someone had to get fired over that, right? Whoa. Whoa. Amazon's dropped 10% this month, roughly, a little bit longer. And last time it, you know, 30 days ago, it reported 56 billion in sales for the third quarter, which was 500 million below expectations, 56.6 billion, and it's a disappointment. And their guidance wasn't exactly crazy strong. But how do you measure a company like Amazon? Do you measure it on revenue? Or is that a less relevant metric as the company competes with Netflix on one hand and competes with CVS on another hand and competes with your sports retailer on the other hand? And They're doing their thing, right? And it's tough to say that it's just revenue that you're looking for. Sometimes you're looking for profit uh, sometimes it's good for margins. Amazon's profit margins the third quarter rose 46% year over year versus about 30% for its sales. Um, investors, I think, should be focusing on the company's profit streams instead of revenue due to the rising importance of higher margin businesses. So if you have a business that is very low margin and it's not it's a big part of the revenue, you could certainly bring that up. Again, Apple does a magnificent job because in the last year, we were focusing on the hardware prices, and then we were saying, okay, but how about the services? How much are you making on the music? How much are you making on the video? How much are you making on the sto- uh, storage backup? And the answer is a lot. Amazon's the leader in two large and rapidly growing markets that are very profitable. And if they can use that service, Amazon Prime, D2, Lip Balm, in two days, but then convince you to use the e-commerce solutions or iCloud solutions from them, um, their web services are are just there. And Amazon's really turned on the um, advertising screw or switch recently. Um, It drives me a little crazy if you look for something on Amazon now. You're seeing at least two or three ads placed at the top, and where you kind of used to say, "Okay, let's see what comes up on the top." We're going to click on that, and then we're going to look at the reviews, and we're going to, you know, look at some of the other products that people have bought that are like this. And there's a whole process, right? But now they're stuffing ads into it. One analyst has a $2,400 price target on Amazon, and certainly it's not going to grow 100, 200 percent year over year at this point in time. But they still seem to be in, let's go find growth. Let's you know send the hound dog out, smell it out, and see where it comes up to. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, I'm not one of those people who talks a lot about hiring and, and such. Um, I don't do LinkedIn well at all, and I know that. Uh, so I don't give a lot of career advice. Clearly, practice, practice, practice for your interviews. That's probably the one piece of advice that I would give. Learn to publicly talk. Uh, When I got into financial media and financial issues, uh, I felt that high school and college did not really prepare me to give, you know, motivational speeches or you know, powerful speeches or being able to tell stories. So I went to my high school business teacher and said, "Can I talk to your students about you know starting your own company?" Because I'd started my own company. 
And she's like, absolutely. So she set me up with six periods of, of students. I thought she only had one period then because that's all my little head could wrap myself around. But I had to talk to six periods or five periods probably. And uh, by the end of the day, after talking to high school students and t- trying to tell them how to start a business and is it a good idea, bad idea, uh, 25 years ago, I, I kind of got my my career stamp, my, my Boy Scout badge for public speaking. And it came from talking to high school students. Because if you can talk to a high school student, if you can keep their attention, you've done something pretty well, is one of my opinions. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, what resources to use? I think the Wall Street Journal is still a very, very good source if you like reading. Um, I find more and more people are kind of moving away from that old-fashioned, I like to read kind of thing, uh, which is kind of interesting. So I like the Wall Street Journal. I like uh, Bloomberg, B-L-O-O-M-B-E-R-G. Uh, then, to me, I'd rather you read something like if you have an account at TD Ameritrade, if you have an account at Fidelity, if you have an account at Schwab, they offer Wall Street research. Sometimes it's Standard & Poor's. Sometimes it's uh, other companies like Reuters comes out with tear sheets and such. Um, I'd rather you read that. I don't want you reading like the, the, the chartist. I don't know. I think anyone who refers to themselves in terms like that, the chartist, the sheriff, the sheriff of investing. Have I ever said that? If I have, please forgive me because it's god-awful pretentious. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we talk about after a brutal stock market in the month of October. What do you expect? If you take a look at Halloween, happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, uh, the market's had a good rally, and it's still put in a bad month. The worst one-month loss since 2015, we were down 5.1%. Back in 2015, we were down 6.9% in one month. Uh, and you get a little edgy. I know professionals do. I know I do. So the two sectors that could really help drive things at this point in time are going to be technology. And we'll find out tonight if Apple can do their part and consumer discretionary. Um, they've had some pretty rough rides recently. So we'll see if they bounce back in November. November has a history of being an okay stock market. Since 1928, the S&P 500 has averaged a 7 of a percent rise in November. The S&P 500 has risen in 60% of the November since 1928. So in theory, you have a 6 in 10 chance. I don't really believe stats like that. But... October is also supposed to be a pretty decent month, and it turned out not so decent, right? It was a spooky month. Big seminar coming up in San Jose at the Rotary Center in November 17th. It's Saturday, two events, one in the morning from 9.30 to 11.30 for wealth preservation and retirement income, and one in the afternoon from 1 to 3 on investing me on a 401k. You don't quite, you're not quite ready to retire, but you're getting close. Closer and closer. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 when you sign up for those events November 17th, Saturday in San Jose. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I do the show really dedicated to getting you to max out your investments from age 20 to 60. 
And then ultimately you're going to have to live off what you've put in from 60 to 100 and a little bit of social security, but social security is not going to be enough. I, I really, really believe that. And your second choice, if not retiring with a nice nest egg and a little bit of social security is work till the day you die, which is a fine option if you're able to pull it off. But one of the areas that I'm also really concerned on and I want to flag towards you is inflation. And how do we beat it? Because I think it's scarier than you know to me. The U.S. job market remains robust, according to data from the private sector. Um, Friday, the first Friday of the month, we're going to see how good it is. It's going to be right around 3.9%. Probably can't go much lower. But right now, we're not seeing the job layoffs to indicate it's going to go much higher either. So one of the problems right now is we're starting to see some wage inflation, which is a pretty good thing, right? I want everyone to do well. I don't want it to be just me. I want everyone to do well. The employment cost, the employment labor cost, it should be going up on occasion. But profits also should be going up, and productivity should also be going up. So, But the employment cost index, it's, you know, it's a great measure of labor compensation. It gets a lot less attention than the average hourly earnings data that comes out Tomorrow, uh, Friday, in the first Friday of the month, in the jobs report. So, seeing the wage increase is nice, but one of the areas that we're missing is if you look at your paycheck, you've probably also seen increases in taxes. You've probably also seen a lot of increase in your health care costs, right? Your benefits are getting more and more expensive. So, when we're underemployed as a nation, which is a number that you'll see. In the employment report, you'll see you know the unemployment number of 3.9%, but the number of marginally attached workers, the workforce who want more hours, how big is that number? Because those are the people who typically aren't getting benefits. So wages and salaries up 2.9% year over year. That's a pretty good number. We want to see about 3%. That's very Goldilocksian. Benefit costs, meanwhile, were up 2.6% in the third quarter. So benefit to the employers, the costs, and an employee is up 2.6%, So which had fallen a little bit. So benefits are getting more expensive. It's worthy of note. You know, that's, that's one of the things that I think I don't want you to wake up in 25 years ago. Oh, crap. I forgot to think about that. And now that I'm old and retired, I'm going to run out of money. I just don't want you to run out of money. That's really, really, for some reason, that's in my head. So don't want retirement even thinking about money issues. If you can live with that kind of happiness, knowing that you saved enough, you don't have to be Scrooge. I, I recommend you do be. So Bob Buck, he's a hero of mine. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Car makers are always kind of interesting. Uh, you see a recall and you go, oh, boy, oh, boy. <gasps> But that's all covered both insurances for these type of companies, within reason, you know, big deductibles and such. Right now, we're seeing about one in four major recalls during recent years. One in four, less than half the vehicles have been fixed within 18 months. Um, on average, major automakers have repaired about two-thirds of recalled vehicles by an 18-month mark. Uh, but again, it's sometimes these recalls like could save your life. Um, and again, it depends on how old the cars are and everything like that, but I do stuff like that, you know, it's 
really goofy of me to say, but I like taking care of my vehicles. Right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Spotify's quarterly profit. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't invest in that business. That's for sure. Let me see. Okay, now I can see. Uh, I don't want to say I want to invest in Spotify. I want to take that back. But not a lot of profits. So maybe what I should say is I wouldn't, I'd speculate in that company. But I wouldn't invest, or I wouldn't count on an investment. So it helps if you start thinking about this kind of stuff on your own. So tech and media website Recode is going to be folded into Vox.com. That's been a little bit of a failure for the tech industry as far as publications go. Netflix always in the news right now. I think they've got pricing power in their back pocket. I know they'd lose some subscribers, but I doubt very many. I think they could raise the price a little bit more, and I think Wall Street will dig that when it happens. So Apple's report today after the closing bell. There's a belief right now that a rebound effort is going to persist and get us up in November and December and get the markets up to 6 7 8% for the year. I don't know about that. I don't speculate to see where I'm going out with this whole segment. Uh, right now, we're taking a look at companies like uh, the technology sector. So we're seeing companies like Verizon and Facebook and Alphabet. Are they having a good day? Or are they having a bad day? Caterpillar's got a lot of upside if you think China goes away, if the trade war stops, and or if China says we're going to stimulate our economy. I see a big winner there in, in Caterpillar. We'll talk about that more on a future segment. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in November, November 17th. It's a Saturday event in San Jose. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's Saturday in San Jose. Hope to see you there. I'm doing two events, one on wealth preservation in the morning, one on wealth accumulation in the afternoon. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Use code radio25. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.